Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. On today's episode of the podcast, I ask what seems a simple question, but the more I dive into it, the more layers and depth it seems to hold. And that is simply, who owns your story? And the converse of that is, whose stories do you have the privilege of owning? Hello, welcome back to the podcast and thank you so much for tuning in and joining me. Today, I want to ask a question and kind of flesh it out because this is something that I have been considering for a while now, and I've been considering it as the person that shares, but I've also been considering it as the person that listens. And the provocating question is, who owns your story? I think as humans, we are hardwired to connect with each other. And I think connecting with another personally, in my opinion, is one of the most sacred experiences that we can have as a human being. And the way to connect with one another, or the only way really to connect with one another, is through sharing our story, is through sharing who it is that we truly are, sharing who it is that we have been and sharing who it is that we desire to become. Now, in my line of work, people share their stories with me on a daily basis. And it's one of the things that I truly honor about the work that I do. I bow deeply to the courage and to the vulnerability of every person that sits in front of me for mentoring or for reading or for a healing because what they're actually doing is being vulnerable enough with someone that often they don't even know to share themselves with me their deepest selves with me and their truth and to create enough space for themselves out of deep love and respect for themselves To have that story held, but also maybe reflected back to them in the work that we do in those sessions. You know, I've said it a million times before, but a reading, for example, is not an opportunity for someone to sit in front of you and tell you all the things that are about to happen to you. No, it's an opportunity for someone to sit in front of you and mirror back to you all the blockages and all the misperceptions that you have about your endless potential that you hold. And what, how it is that you're blocking yourself to it. But it's within our stories that I think when we share them, there has to be some kind of awareness that as soon as you do share your story, you share part of who you are, who you were and who you hope to be with another. That you are giving them permission in a way to own that story. Because they've heard it, it is actually completely up to the other person with what they do with them. And as soon as we open our mouths and share those intimate parts of ourselves with another, 
that we allow them to comprehend it, we allow them to judge it, and we allow them to either hold it or pass it on in whatever way that they see fit. Now, this would lead to many people being really conscious about who then owns their story. And the quote that led me to consider this quite a lot was a Brene Brown quote. And she said, Our stories are not meant for everyone. Hearing them is a privilege and we should always ask ourselves this before we share. Who has earned the right to hear my story? If you have even one person who you can feel comfortable with to share the raw, real you, then you are incredibly blessed. And when I heard Brene Brown say this, I did agree with her, but, and here's the big but, which is why I'm talking about this today on the podcast. The big but for me was, if we're so guarded with the real raw and honest us, and we're incredibly blessed if only even one person we can trust with it, then how are we going to, as a human, connect with others? How are we going to really see to that intrinsic desire and need for connection if really we can only be raw and real with one person. And it also made me really question a lot of the ways in which we live our day-to-day lives. A lot of it, a lot of our lives are now lived online, curated for sure, because we get to completely choose what it is that we put out there. But what I've learned in the last few years, especially with the Light Path Collective, is the more authentic I am, I mean, I like to think I'm always authentic, but with the things that I share online, the more real and raw that they are, the more I'm able to really foster and treasure that connection I have with you, the audience who are consuming it. But I'm also hyper aware, as soon as I put out anything, let alone the things that are really raw and real, that then that story, my story, is in your hands, in the hands of people that I may not even personally know. And so for me, I want to chat about how we can, maybe in some ways, come to some type of equilibrium with this. We're sharing our stories is I do agree 1 million percent with Brene Brown. It is a privilege to hear somebody else's story, whether it be a client in my example or in my personal life, a friend, when a friend shares with me their experiences or what they're going through or what their internal world is throwing up for them or sharing with me that their hopes and dreams. When they share that story with me, It is an absolute privilege to hear it. And I think we don't remind ourselves of that often. But once I have that in my hands, I own part of that story. Whether the other person likes it or not, and often whether I like it or not. Often we hear stories from people that we'd rather not. (laughs) That people share stuff with us that we actually don't want to own. And that's okay, but no matter what, we still own it in some way. And so I want to provocate all of us, myself included, for what we do with that story. 
Because if someone feels for whatever reason that they can share part of their raw, part of their real and part of their truth with us, that it is, yes, their responsibility to be discerning about who they do that with and why they're doing it, for sure. I'm not going to take that away from the sharer. But I am going to talk about the other side of the coin. That when someone shares their story with us, that we do own it. And it is our absolute obligation to handle it responsibly. Not unlike if someone asked us to look after their car or look after their dog or look after a personal possession, it straight away becomes our responsibility to literally look after it, to do what needs to be done to maintain their possession until it's in their hands again. But when someone shares their story with us, Do we have that same level of grace, of reverence and responsibility with it? And I think it's challenging too, for a couple of reasons. One, judging others has become completely socially acceptable. And more than that, judging another publicly by sharing our judgment of them has become completely and utterly acceptable. Now, those of you that know me know that one of my guilty pleasures in life is reality TV. Uh, It's a way that I just kind of like to unwind. It's probably that um, part of me that loves to look at human behavior. And, you know, I know it's all ridiculous. So, you know, don't come at me. But it is what it is. I enjoy a little Housewives series and, and the Bravo stuff. I do enjoy a lot of it. But what I've noticed and... I've noticed it more and more and more growing in intensity in recent times is that these people are sharing their lives with us, curated or not, whatever. Their intention behind doing so, I'm not going to fuss about because I'm sure they're all very wide and varied and, and healthy and unhealthy and all the things, right? That's not what I'm here for. But they share their lives with us. And often as their lives unfold in ways that they had not planned or in ways that are very controversial or shameful or these people make mistakes, the amount of public feedback that they get is so unbelievably intense that it's no wonder So many of us that aren't even in the public eye have mental health issues, let alone them, that are getting getting barrage of judgments and opinions on their story. And if we come back to the concept that it is a privilege to hear, to witness, to see somebody's story, then does that give us the right to judge it so publicly? What is our obligation? What is our responsibility 
with it. Same goes for gossiping. I think it's a difficult thing to come into some type of understanding with and peace with within my mind. But gossiping, you know, it's cultural. It's in a in a weird way, a way to connect with another by talking about somebody else and sharing the same opinions or passing judgments. And in a way, it can be really healthy, like sharing maybe a story that you've heard about someone. So here I am. Now I'm, I own it. I've got that privilege of having that story. And if I choose to pass that on, is the intention of my passing really in that deep reverence for that person who ultimately... It is their story to own, but because I'm privy to it or because it has been shared with me through whatever channel, I now also own part of it. And I say this with a deep sense of self-reflection that I have been doing lately about my personal tendency to, at times, engage in such a transaction of information i.e. talking to people about other people and I think that my intention is never ever ever vindictive but I have been very mindful recently of checking in with my intention for doing so. Often to be honest when I'm sharing my experiences with someone or a story of someone else's it's actually to get help from another because I'm not sure what to do with it. I'm not sure of how to think of it or the emotion of it just feel a little bit too much for me to carry and I just feel like I need some help holding it. And to be honest, that's the biggest reason that I will share someone else's story. And it's also to help me understand their story better and what to do with it. But how easily can that be tinged with judgment and be tinted with gossip in its unhealthy form. And I don't, I want to preface this by saying I don't actually think there's any right or wrong answer. And I don't think there is ever going to be a clear cut science to this because as human beings, we are not scientific projects and there is no clear cut defined way in which to behave. But that doesn't mean that reflection and consideration shouldn't always be swirling around. And that is really, I guess, the essence of what I'm doing here. Just reflecting, questioning, and assessing where I'm at with it. So I do think it's something that we should be thinking about and considering consistently. Because I love connection and human connection and the sharing of stories is absolutely the way to do that think about whenever you make a new friend you spend you know the beginning of that friendship sharing your history with that person telling the stories of your past and how you've ended up in the place where this friendship finds you along your path you share your experiences so this person can understand you better or can empathize with you in terms of where you're at in different areas of your life And so when that story is shared with you, I think it's always important to remember two things. One, you're only really getting what they're willing to share. 
And I think a person's ability to communicate the real raw truth of what they're going through is not as sophisticated as we would like to think. Regardless of who I'm personally sitting in front of, when I'm sharing my story, I'm still absolutely mindful that I'm sharing the bits of the story that suit the climate, that suit the conversation, and that definitely suit the narrative of what I'm trying to tell or the picture that I'm trying to paint. So even in that, the story that I'm sharing, which is my own, is often very uh, edited. It is considered. And so the person receiving that or you receiving someone else's to consider that, that there's always more to the story that sometimes even the person telling it isn't aware of. And then what do you do with that story? How does that help you form healthy judgments? I think one of the things that I always aim to do is to always assume the best. When I'm going to be really honest with you, I do always want to assume what suits my narrative or what suits what my ego needs at that time. And I think this conversation really that I'm having out loud with you now is just to be really mindful that our story is ours, but it's never just always ours. It's the story of the person who or the people with whom we experienced it with. They own part of that story too. And your perspective isn't the only perspective. Your truth may not always be the only truth. And that, so when someone shares their story with you, I believe it's our obligation and our responsibility to keep that in mind. And to use storytelling, our stories, as a portal of connection, as opposed to a tool of division. We have so much more in common than what we like to admit and what our often egos would have us believe. But the truth is that our stories are what connects us. Our stories are what makes our relationships nourishing and fun and supportive and all the things that connection and relationship should be. So does everyone have a right to your story? Do people have to earn the right to your story? Or is it the story listener responsibility to hold that story with an obligation and a responsibility that reflects the values of respect and understanding and openness and maybe a bit of non-judgment? So that we don't have to be so guarded That we can feel comfortable to share the real us. Because I don't believe that we can have connection without authenticity. And when connection is built on the basis of a lack of authenticity, I can't see how that connection is actually going to be nourishing nor long-lasting. So, as the storyteller of our lives, we absolutely own that story. But every time we share it, so does somebody else. And... As the story receiver, as soon as we hear someone's story, we become an intricate part of it, the privilege of holding it, and the responsibility of what we shall do with it. I hope this chat has provocated a bit of something in you 
Like I said, I don't think there's any hard and fast right or wrong or any science to this at all. But I also do believe (laughs) that as humans, we are good and the goodness within us is woven in our fabric and that as good humans, we often sometimes do stupid, careless and hurtful things out of the places that we feel stupid, we feel hurt and that we don't want to take responsibility for the care. Would love to hear your thoughts on this over at the Light Path community on Facebook. If anything that I said here resonated, provocated, or completely infuriated you, (laughs) I would love to hear it all. Because like I said, I'm still learning, I'm still processing, I'm still trying to conceptualize this myself. But for now, for those of you that share their stories with me, I thank you. I thank you for that privilege of holding it. And my intention is always to hold it with the grace and the respect and the reverence it deserves. And for those of you that are hearing my stories, either personally, via social media, the stuff that I share, or right here in this, the story of me thinking out loud, trying to be the best version of myself that I can. I thank you for listening. And I ask that you consider how it is that you choose to hold it. But until next time, where we shall share more stories, more love and respect with each other, I am sending you so much love and light. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.